we're living longer, but you have a whole next chapter. Many people are not seeing themselves just totally retiring. They're looking to do something else. And it's a beautiful thing because you have so much more experience. You have these skills. You've got all of this to call upon now. host and Emily Ken. And before we start with today's show, please remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone. Today, our special guest is Deborah Johnson, and Deborah is a speaker, author, and international award-winning music artist. She has spent over 20 years in the entertainment industry, being an expert on how to reinvent ourselves. And she's also an author of five books, being her latest, the summit. So welcome to the Mindset Zone, Deborah. Oh, thank you so much. You have such a beautiful voice. You know what you have in your voice, Anna, is a smile. You have a <laughs> a smile in your voice and it comes through. You don't even have to see you. So it, I know voices very well. And so it's just a beautiful voice to listen to. So thank you. <laughs> and means a lot coming from you because uh, if for people that don't know you, you are an accomplished artist and musician. And you do that in your keynote. You use your piano and all your background as an artist and, and music professional. That is absolutely um i think entertainment and, and entertainment <laughs> and fascinating and mind opening yeah it's it's really fun and it's um it's interesting though in using the arts and music um it's been a challenge for me to make sure the message comes through so strongly and that's that's one of the shortcuts that people sometimes make and they don't focus on and I didn't actually for a while focus as much on what can really help people transform their lives. Yeah. So, yes. Because you have all, how many, so uh, um, in terms of, let's start there, about your music career. Uh, you've been in music for several decades. Uh, what do you consider your one of your biggest accomplishments? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. I've done so many different things in music. Um, and it's been always been just a love, uh, you know, and it's been actually kind of easy, even though I studied, I'm a concert pianist. So I've, I've played <laughs> concertos. I've played a lot of competitions. Um, and I think some of the largest accomplishments would be some of the, not only the larger engagements, like doing, um, you know, some arenas and huge concert halls that were so much, so much fun. But the actual perseverance in, as a writer, uh, I've written musicals. And so um, a couple of those musicals that I launched, the world premieres of those, um, the principles, it, it was, <laughs> I, you know, when I look at it, I, I came out alive and I came out <laughs> with good reviews and it, it was, really an interesting journey. Um, and I never, ever 
imagined that I'd be producing them as the writer. I just thought you would write them and you put them out there. Oh, people are going to want to do your work. Well, no, it's not that way. And when I'm asked, oh, are you going to produce them again? Oh, no, 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 no. Because now I have enough video footage and all of that. And, you know, to produce these things are just a huge money pit. And anybody that has done this, they know this extremely well. You think, oh, yeah, it's it just... There's a lot that it takes. So those are huge accomplishments. And shows the diversity of things that you do and the, the creator. I think if we have to uh, synthesize in one word, you are a creator. Yes. And it's so funny when you use that term. Um, I didn't really accept that about my life for a while. I'm just thinking, oh, you know, um, I do. I'm, I'm not, even though I'm a performer and an entertainer, I'm more of a creator, a creator of content. And, and that drives me to entertain and to perform and to be able to give that to others. But yes, I probably have enough content that will keep me extremely busy for the next 20 years. So I have, I, I have a lot. <laughs> I love that. So how do you went from being the, uh, the, the one that wrote the music, uh, performed the music, uh, and all these produce even the shows to decide to step into the stage of a keynoter, setting the keynote for keynote. the event, but through the, uh, your, uh, through the speaking word. It, it was an interesting process and it was part of my process of getting unstuck and part of my messaging and how to help people get out of a roundabout is uh, it was mainly, it was during that time of that 2008 and uh, when we went through that great recession and people were, um, stopped. And especially in the entertainment area, I had some, had been doing some very nice shows, large shows. And all of a sudden the, ca the calendar was a bit empty in those type of shows. Uh, I still, in fact, I still continue to work some smaller engagements. I don't advertise this at all, but I still work with Disney and some of the other, you know, other events, but, but for those large shows, they, they just kind of shut down and, and so I'm, I'm looking at this thinking, OK, I, I'm not going anywhere. I, what's happening here? Everything I have worked so hard for and done all these recordings, everything else. So I, I, I took a step back to see what was happening and uh, studied the market quite a bit and found that some of the agents that I was working with were also booking speakers. And I didn't know anything about that field. I just thought, you know, speaking, oh, you just, you know, what I thought of is when I had shown up to events for speakers, it's like, okay, so the speakers, all they have to show up is their, is their little notebook and themselves. They don't have to bring gear. They don't have to bring a set. They don't have to bring keyboards. They don't have to reset. They don't have to bring anything. Like, look at that. And I know differently now, but, but that's what it looked like. I thought that just looks like the life, but I didn't know a lot about the field, but I started asking questions. And so I went to a couple of agents, especially one agent that uh, was wonderful with helping me through. She actually lives in Arizona uh, still. And so, but I visited her and my husband and I visited and I just said, you know, tell me about this speaking thing. Is it, a, what, what is this about? And so we started looking into it. In fact, she ended up booking me some. And so it, it was, um, the journey of understanding that it was still a platform for me, a, a, a way to spread the message 
to more people at this at at one time. And I, I liked the stage work. I'm not an extrovert. I'm an introvert, but I'm an intentional extrovert. When I get on that stage and that performance, I love people. I just love people. And so to be able to um, experience that and step out of that, I thought, oh, well, I could probably do this because I speak between songs. Oh, my. <laughs> So, <laughs> probably <laughs> you, you you invert the ratio that yes. you use. and i think you really create your way out of the roundabout that life was giving you you really create yes. something out of it and with your all your talents and producing experience you are taking the keynotes now to the next level really Yes, yes. And it's and it has taken the commitment to do the type of work that I had to do for my stage work for um, my piano vocal uh, stage work, because when you craft a show, it is crafting a show. It is rehearsing. Yeah. It is. Um, and and the, but the hardest parts for me on those shows was the speaking in between. It, it was, you know, getting the lines right, making sure I didn't get, get it messed up to go into something else. You know, that took a lot of concentration. And so then when I actually started getting into the speaking more, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, how am I going to remember all of this? And what, what, what <laughs> I get it. You know, the music's easy. I can play with my eyes closed. I don't, I don't have to, you know, that doesn't, I, I, this is so natural. And plus there's this natural ear. I can almost make it up as I go along, but not with speaking. Yeah. So I had to work and craft on not only that messaging, but pacing and everything else. And, and not just taking those shortcuts because of natural talent. Um, and many people that are in the arts, um, a lot of them, you, they may not be the top, top, you know, as far as these virtuosos, but they have enough of those natural talents. They, they're able to really work a lot. And so there's, there's a lot of this aspect in there to where it had been a lot easier in a lot of areas. And so now there was that work again, and this is getting out of your roundabout. It does take that sort of work. You've got to be able to do the work, get the perspective you need, understand where your position is. You know, I have three points to our roundabout. Getting out of that roundabout is that position, your perspective, and then your purpose. But and it and it all leads to you being able to actually climb your summit, which is what the book is about. You know, climbing your hero mountain. So, but okay. people are so yes. So let's go slow here because there is loads of great, great, great stuff here. So because that is something that in your mul multiple creations from the book yes. uh, through your speaking, you use a lot this concept of the roundabout. And even yes. now here in our conversation is that image, that metaphor that you use yes. a lot. And you are saying that because and because I think is so powerful because many people can anybody that ever have done a roundabout even mm -hmm. as from i'm originally from europe from portugal where we have loads of roundabouts we still have the same feeling as an, uh, <laughs> somebody here in the united states that's for the first time do the roundabout oh my god it's a little bit strange but sometimes we mainly when we are in a place that we don't know and a bigger one uh, and that is why they were designed is that if we miss we can go again and we have another goal to try to leave the place. 
But if we are not used to uh, how it works, we keep going around and round and around. <laughs> and yes. I think we in I think it's a beautiful and powerful metaphor of how people feel stuck in some situations in their life because it's that, that they are not necessarily stuck physically or they are doing stuff and sometimes they are doing a lot of stuff but they are not going where they want to go they keep circling the same roundabout and coming back to the same place that is part of the metaphor that you explore correct it definitely is and it's part of what your message is too in the mindset zone of your you know, our mindsets are so much of this, of being able to get out of that that uh, endless spinning. And and I've found even like so many or more, especially after, you know, shutdowns and, you know, changes that we've had in the past years, um, those at mid-career are reevaluating their next step, their next chapter. Um, those at mid uh, are like their halftime of life, I say, and that's officially, now the internet calls halftime officially over the age of 40. <laughs> that comes really fast. I think it, I think it's between the 40s and 50s, but it is, it's kind of that we're living longer, but you have a whole next chapter. Many people are not seeing themselves just totally retiring. They're looking to do something else. And it's a beautiful thing because you have so much more experience. You have these skills, you've got all of this to call upon now. So when people are in that roundabout, going around and around and around, you speak about that, the three Ps to help right. them to get unstuck. Yes. So tell us yes. now a little bit more about that. Well, the first is identifying your position. <clears throat> and I put together like this little model to help you do this. And, and I'm, I'm actually releasing some articles on this and a huge, nice uh, download on it. But there's what's called the Haffer's model. And what I did was I went back to uh, some of my uh, recording experience and went to a soundboard using faders to um, identify the Haffer's spell. Uh, they stand for health, attitude, learning, finances. I'm going much too fast for you. Uh, employment, relationships, and spirituality. Um, but all of these parts, and it's a free download, so I'll give you that link. But it's all of these parts together, sometimes we're, we're not knowing exactly what's wrong and we keep spinning and we're thinking, yeah, this is the direction I want to go, but there's, there's some things holding me back. And so this evaluation of where your position is and where you want to be is very, very important. It's not just, okay, so let's set a goal and go after it. Let's, let's really do some evaluation in this position and where we want to be. And then um, from there, of course, I move on to perspective. There's different perspectives and how you can get that in your life. And, and I write quite a bit about that. And there's so much uh, information that's available out now, but sometimes you need some help as an outside. I did uh, and still do uh, on in different areas. We all do uh, call upon those. We're just going to be better if we have if we work with people that are a little higher up than us and they can understand where we're at and to help us move along. And then of course that last is your purpose. And it's really answering the question of why, because that's the real engine that uh, pushes you out and gets you out of bed every morning. And uh, you understand when there's that drive 
Um, you know, it's just my article that came out this week was getting things done. There's a certain there's a certain amount of a purpose behind getting things done. That's very helpful. Um, otherwise, it will you can procrastinate almost uh, forever uh, on things. So. Yeah, and, and I love this. And I will make sure that I will put the links to your free download and the Getting Things Done article under and other resources in the show notes. But is that so? There is this work about, okay, if people feel stuck in their roundabouts in life, uh, it's a question of determining the positioning, the position, the perspective, and the purpose. And, and that three dimensions can help them to create their way out of the roundabout. It, yes, and they're very simple on purpose because you want to make it simple enough that you can apply it to almost everything. Mm -hmm. uh, when you know where you want to be, like the Tim Ferrisses, uh, whether you've, people follow him at all or like him, whatever, but he has millions of followers. So he's kind of a good example with the four hour work week, but he, he wanted a more mobile lifestyle and uh, been able to work almost any, anywhere in remotely. So he worked those long hours. That was, that was his goal. So he worked huge long hours, you know, those 80 hour work weeks with many, many entrepreneurs we're, we're there, you know, we know what that means, but he worked very, very hard to get there, but he knew where he was going. Walt Disney is another great illustration of that because he wanted to own his own brand, but, and his, um, be the very best animator, but he still, you know, had that nervous breakdown and bankruptcy, all those things that came, but he kept that. And he kept going. And of course, we know what where that got him, yes. of course. Amazing. So, but those are, but they're very simple. When you yeah. when you break down what they've done, it's very, you know, look where you're at and what you need. Yes. yes. So let's look, and even because you refer a personal experience in the 2008 uh, that uh, you felt that you were in a roundabout. Yes. So give us with that. Uh, it's just like a little bit of an example because I think people can identify better that way with how you use these three dimensions of position, perspective, and purpose. Right. Yeah. Um, the stories, the individual stories are always the best. And uh, well, this one that I'll use was that I had already starting, and this, uh, the, the illustration I use is with what my speaking was. I had already started speaking on helping people get unstuck. And in fact, I wrote a book on that. Stuck is not a four letter word, seven steps to getting unstuck. And it was, it was a fun book. It was my first book. And I interviewed people from all over the world, Grammy winners, business people, uh, a big, big diverse uh, group. And I even did an online course on it, but it wasn't that messaging was becoming um, just actually more standard and that people were, they were feeling stuck, but I didn't feel like my messaging and my approach to it was helping people with enough transformation in their, in their lives. So I, I, I kept on, I kept working and everything else that I was doing. And, but I, I stepped back and started journaling. And as I started, and this is a great practice, you don't have to be a long journal journaler or however we say that, uh, <laughs> but, but even a couple lines a day, as I say, if you can just jot a couple of your thoughts. But I still remember the morning I came in to my husband. We, we have coffee most every morning. And I said, you know, there are so many people just sitting on their skills, on their experience, on their, on their uniqueness. They're, they're not using them. I'm just, it, it's so frustrating. And his eyes got really big. And he said, that's it. I said, what's it? <laughs> what's, he said, 
I'm hearing the heart now of what what your messaging is. And it was interesting. I hadn't even realized until later. It's exactly what I had been helping people in music for so many years do. Because I started teaching privately as well at the age of 13. I was teaching kids and their parents. And and I tell you, there are the 1% of 1% that are in this field. And <laughs> But there's a lot of wannabes. And, but they want to enjoy it. They want to either do their performances and whatever. And so I would draw out that uniqueness and draw out what they could do the best. And this is part of the messaging of people can do this for themselves pretty much, but a lot of times they need a guide. So I'm not, I don't call myself a coach. I call myself more a guide. And especially if I'm with a company or with, uh, I only do a certain amount of individual it is exactly what my I was passionate about for so many years, and I just hadn't transferred that. But it helped me to, in this situation, to successfully get out of that sort of spinning in my roundabout. And there's other examples. I could give you an example of, you know, the the theater being red tagged as I was producing one of my musicals. Okay, so that was that was the time of being <laughs> stuck it around. But I mean, this can be applied to most anything, as it, it can be a, a project. It can be, but that was an example of in my life when I was making some of this career expansion. I hope and, that answered your yeah, question. And first, it tra- translate what means to a show being red tag for somebody not in the oh. entertainment business. <laughs> well, I didn't even know because I showed up to the theater and there's a red tag on the door. Okay. The red tag on the door means the fire department has come and said, we are shutting down your theater. Whoa. Well, I had a performance that night with 17 actors, with costumers, with everything going. And we had this run of my world premiere. And and what had happened, this was a uh, nice little community theater, but for some reason they had not fulfilled their uh, responsibilities for their fire doors or mm-hmm. something like that. It was something like that. It ended up being more political than yeah. I, I, I even wanted to get into. It was very political actually. Um, and it was by, <laughs> a miracle that um, contacted a f- certain few people and got that theater open. But it was, it was the, even the, uh, my, all of my actors, I had a young, young theater troupe um, and you know, everybody's auditioned. We only had a certain amount of time to put this on. They were ready to do that performance in the street. That's wow. how committed they were to this story. Um, and it was Nicholas and Alexander with Sarina. It was a wonderful story, but they were so committed. And as they were, you know, bringing out all the props and everything, I was so inspired. And I thought, I got to get it together. I, gotta, I just got to get it together. And, and yeah, and you take act when you start taking that action, there becomes to be that stronger purpose of doing this now for this team that was going to stand behind me. And that changed all the dynamic and allow us to create the solutions that sometimes are not there, but you bring it together. So the other metaphor that you use, that is the title of your latest book, Summit, is also about a journey, correct? It is. And it's an allegory. The summer is. Summit is. Summer. Summit is. <laughs> now, I'm not. I need to be more precise in my speaking, just like Anna. Uh, but the summit is uh, it's the journey to Hero Mountain. Hero Mountain is my, my larger message and my um, 
uh, you know, even in my my talk of the hero inside, it's all about getting to your your summit and your hero mountain. But I wrote an allegory, which is a story within a story, because I felt just like we talked, people identify with stories. They identify with with some sort of journey. So this is a little bit of a magical journey with a character named Mallory. Uh, and her name has to change. She has to go through the journey, a number of different lands to get to her summit. And her name ends up changing to Andriette. Now, Mallory means ill-fated. In fact, the song that people sang about her was Mallory, Mallory, you're so ill-fated. Even your name is so understated. I mean, she, it, was, it was, you know, she's one of those people. But it changed to Andriette, which means strong and courageous. But she had to go through really difficult times, decisions all along this journey. Uh, she was able to bring her dog, Crockett, uh, but she had a guide, but he wasn't there the whole time. She had to have this trust throughout to where she found these jewels, but she had to spend them all. They weren't hers to begin with. There were a, a number of different um, illustrations in here and she gets to the social media circus which is uh, you know this is a big thing um, and there's a lot of comparisons there and I made that on purpose it's very funny uh, but it's but it's very true how we focus on some of these things she was looking for real she wasn't finding it and so in all of this it was and I I'm planning on writing a couple sequels to this too but it was so much fun because it gave such a vivid illustration really in putting ourselves into those characters. Yeah. And take us again to one point that you already refer in our conversation today, the second half of our lives. Like there is a journey and there is a time that we can look back, we can look forward and we yes. can decide what to do. Are we keep spinning in the roundabout or we go to try to go to that hero mountain, to that summit? Yes. Yes. And a lot of your work is inspiring people to go to the summit, correct? Yes. And there's different. I mean, once you get to one peak, there's going to be another peak. You know, this is just what life is um, and not to quit. Uh, when you see people just quitting and, and again, sitting on those skills. And, and I think we've seen where people are starting to step forward thinking, you know, my grandkids, they need me right now. They need me to go and train them because they're not, they can't read. You know, those sort of things happening. I'm seeing this is why I'm bringing this up. Um, or with with moms that are, you know, they're wanting to start their their business, but yet they're, they're can they do this now? They've been raising their families. And this is a big time too, of do you have that sort of confidence of somebody that's been, Here's another one, a professional athlete. I speak to these people as well. They've been, a, I'm married to a, a former professional athlete. Their body doesn't do what they used to do anymore. Yeah. Okay, there's a big mindset right there. And reinventing, they have to reinvent. And this doesn't happen just for professional athletes. This happens for college athletes. I just interviewed a college athlete. I mean, she and she was she became professional, but she blew her knee out. So what do you do? I mean, these are things that happen. What about those CEOs? They've been at the top of their field. They were president of the country company. And now, oh, well, they're bringing in somebody younger. What do they do? What? Yeah. You know, where do they go? How do they find their way out of their roundabout? And sometimes it takes a little time. It takes extra perspective, uh, getting that sort of help. But it also takes 
not only the perspective of others, but somebody to guide you through your own perspective because you have what it takes. There's that hero inside. You have what it takes, but but you have to do the work. Love it. And uh, oh, I, we could keep going and speaking about this for hours. <laughs> uh, but uh, you have a podcast where you focus is woman at half time that you focus on the woman, but uh, you also, it's all about these this hope of restarting and uh, being your own hero. So where can people keep receiving your inspiration, your ideas and learning more about you? Oh, I love that. Yes, Women at Halftime is my podcast. My husband's on with me once a month, by the yes. way, too. And we, do, and we do video and I bring in a guest once a month. So it's not just for women, but it was easier to brand for women at halftime because more women will click into it first and then they'll have their husband or whoever or their friends. Um, but I do have a number of websites, so you can always uh, reach me. Of course, the best way to stay in contact is through my newsletter and it comes every week. I do not spam you, uh, but it is goals for your life. That's all together. Goalsforyourlife.com forward slash newsletter. It's easy. It's easy. It's free. You have to double opt in so I don't spam you. But it's, that's what it is. Of course, there's Deborah Johnson Speaker. You can find out all about uh, what I do speaking. Um, music, people love. So DJ Works Music, there's a lot on that. DJ, Deborah Johnson. It used to be Debbie Jean, see? So I started DJ Works back in junior high school because I was making cards for, for all of these uh, neighbor people, I would just make a little curry and it was DJ works. So I just kept it. Yeah. DJ works. Now it's DJ works media, DJ works me, but my website is djworksmusic.com. And I also put in a free links page on any of those on goals for your life or DJ works. If you just do a forward slash DJ works, you'll get there if you go to the, and I've got a lot of free information there. Yeah. And I will make sure that I get all these links for anybody's <laughs> listening. Just go to the show notes of these episodes. You don't need to memorize anything. Just go there. It will be hyperlink and you will get all this great information, including the free download that Deborah spoke in at the beginning here. So thank you so much for this conversation. I hope that we inspire people to try a new perspective. That is a lot mm -hmm. of what we do here in our mindset zone and uh, being aware of where they are, that positioning and uh, really tapping into to their purpose. That is what, like you so well described, what fools us, inspire us to give us that push and that pull to keep moving and to keep climbing those mountains in our lives oh. and enjoying the, the journey. Yes, Anna, this has been such a pleasure. You are delightful and what you do is wonderful. So I just really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening and remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone. As always, I'm so grateful you are here. Expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world.